And welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of Talking Smowdown. I am your host, Joshua Murph Rainer, and I am here with a brand new episode. It is episode 50. That's right, a big milestone. 5050 episode. Uh, and uh, I, what a time to be on the 50th episode. I mean, two amazing matches and the announcement. Of the bracket for the Ultimate uh, Schmodown Singles Tournament. It's going to be a wild ride tonight. So I am really excited. So uh, before I get into uh, all the match stuff. I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the announcement that Christian made. Uh, so last week on the show I talked about uh, Ben Bateman, Andrew Guy uh, in their upcoming match. Uh, and during that announcement Christian said that you know this is a huge match. But this is the undercard. So that the main event has to be huge. And he finally revealed what that main event that he was able to book was. That's right. Chris Jericho versus Kevin Smith. The long-awaited duel between these two celebrities. El Champion versus Silent Bob. I am super pumped for this match. Uh, And Christian wasn't kidding. This is a huge gap. I think this is probably the biggest match that they have booked. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm super excited. and uh, So we'll go real, real quick, go back. August 27th, 5 p.m. Uh, be sure to check that out. Andrew Guy versus Ben Bateman uh, Part 2 is going to be fantastic. But Jericho and Kevin Smith, man, I am, I am real excited uh, for that. Alright, so, like I said... Two really important matches for this week. Uh, so this this weekend was the Skybound Expo. Uh, Skybound is the the current sponsor for the Schmodown, and they put one of the matches up during the Skybound Expo, and that was the Robert Parker versus Chance Ellison match. Uh, this is a, a huge get for the Schmodown to be able to have, you know be part of something like this as well. Uh, to be sponsored by a company like Skybound, they're they're fantastic. Um, you know they do a lot of stuff, and having the Schmodown be part of that, that I think is a huge, huge get. Uh, and being part of the Expo is fantastic. And this was a hell of a match to have be part of the uh, of of this Expo, uh, as I'm sure that you guys saw uh, from watching. I assume that you would watch it before coming here, but hey, if not. Then I'm going to give you all the deets. So, this was a huge match for mainly Chance Ellison. You know, he was the underdog here. Everyone was, you know, calling for Robert Parker to win this match. You know, pretty much everybody. You know, saying that he's unbeatable. This is the guy. You know, it was Kaiser's second pick in the draft. People were saying, you know, this guy's going to be unstoppable. He's going to beat Kevin Smets. Now... I never really bought into that. Um, I, I didn't watch his stuff in the fan league, so I really didn't have any basis for, for him, just what people were talking about. And, you know, he won his first match, but that didn't mean anything to me, you know? A lot of people win their first matches and then tank out on their second, third, you know, whatever. It, it happens all the time. And so when everybody starts kind of glomming on to Robert Parker... Uh, it just it just felt a little too premature. People after him being one and zero, saying, "Oh, this kid's a shoe in for rookie of the year." And I'm like, "Are you serious? He's one and zero. He's one and zero. He could literally lose every single match after this." And you're sitting here saying he's a shoe in for rookie of the year. Now I like Robert Parker as a person. I've had interactions with him. He's a great guy. But I'm not a fan of the Robert Parker of the the Spider. Of the persona that we get to see here uh, on in the uh, in the Schmodown, so much so that I find I have found myself rooting for Chance Ellison ever since this match was announced. And uh, if you followed me for really any length of time, you'd know I wasn't the biggest fan of Chance either. But I've been rooting for Chance, and this match was uh, was definitely an interesting one uh, to watch. It was a huge, also a huge match for both factions. Uh, they were both essentially tied, same amount of points, at, you know, before this match. So this 
this match would propel the winner two spots in the in the in the faction standings, putting them up to I believe it was fourth after this. So th- that's big. You know, uh, that, that, that's big. So it was really important for both. But I think it was a bit more pressure, a bit more important for corruption. You know, I understand the dungeon has not had a good run here. You know, they've only won, I think, three matches out of, I think, 11. It's been a rough season for Kaiser in the dungeon. But... I still, I still believe that it was, this was, this was, that corruption was the under, underdog here, you know, that they were the ones who were destined to lose, uh, so to speak, but we'll get into all that. So, when it comes to these factions, you know, they each have a manager. You've got Shannon, you've got Kaiser. Now, everybody knows, Kaiser, he's, he's fantastic. You know, he, he's, he's, he's great on the mic, he knows what he's doing, he knows how to, he knows how to push his players vocally in, in a way that gets the fans rallied around them. And that's really important as a manager. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like some of his managerial techniques have been working out in order to get wins. But that's a different story. But then we have Shannon. Shannon came in recently and nobody really knew what she was going to do. You know, she she just she used to, she kind of just hung around the faction there for a while, would pop in here and there, and then suddenly, at the end of last season, bam, Shannon is manager, and I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know how how she would do in this in this league, but I gotta say, she is becoming one of my favorite managers. She's amazing on the mic. She has uh, a passion for this for this game that. It's just amazing to see, and I love just watching her just essentially bury Kaiser on the mic. It's not often that you get to see something like that, and so it's really, I've really enjoyed watching her kind of blossom in this league as a manager. And so we got some funny stuff during the promos, specifically during one of Shannon's promos, and that was with Mike. Popping up from behind that refrigerator. It was fucking brilliant. Every single time that she's on the mic, whether it's here, like doing her managerial stuff here, or on backstage when she comes on, Mike is always somewhere in the background. And it's it's fantastic. I remember one, I think it was on backstage. He was in the back watching, I think, Batman Forever, you know, studying up for, for stuff. And he, he just walks. It's hilarious to see that. And this was just brilliant. Him popping up from behind the refrigerator door and just saying his stuff. It was great. I I absolutely loved that. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about Parker. So I talked about, you know, how I wasn't, I'm not the biggest fan of his character. Like I said, I've had some interactions with him. He's a nice guy. But, over these last couple of matches that we've seen him in, he puts off the persona. I know, like I said, I have not watched his family stuff, so I don't know if his character is like this in the family leagues. I, I have no idea. But he puts off the the kind of persona that you get from like current Brandon Hanna, and we all see what happened to him. And 2019 Paul Oyama. So it's like they come into this league. Now, granted, Hanna had been in this league. He just decided to switch his game up. Uh, but still, you know, it's like, like with Paul Oyama, he comes in this game, he's really impressive in the fan leagues. People are saying, this is the, the next guy, man. He's going to be the champ. Now, granted, for Oyama, he did become the champ. But then as we saw at Spectacular, he crashed and burned. And I am really glad that he changed up his, his character, that he found a little humility, became a little more humble. I kind of want that for Robert Parker. Um, Because I have no problem with heels. One of my absolute favorite, favorite competitors in this league is Mike Kalinowski. He was, I liked him when he was a face, but as soon as he turned, dude, 
he opened up a part of himself that was just waiting to come out, man. And it, it's it's been fantastic to watch him grow. And so, like, I love seeing a good heel. But there are some times when you get a heel like a Robert Parker now, in my eyes, who's going to get what uh, in the wrestling uh, world is called X-Pac heat. Uh, and it's where you kind of you don't like them at all in real life. Like, you really, like, beyond the character. I don't want it to get to there because uh, I like him as a person. And I don't want his character to affect how I feel about him as a person. But it's these types of characters, the Paul Yama, the, the, uh, the Brandon Hanna, and now the Robert Parkers, who they think they're better than everybody else. And you know what? Everybody loses eventually. You know, you may rise to the top, but the fall is quite long when you're up there. And uh, Parker had to deal with that today. So uh, the one thing I do like about uh, Parker's gimmick is that, uh, like the Barbarian, he actually puts on a little bit of an entrance. With these digital matches, these virtual matches, we don't get a lot of that. You know, you don't get a lot of entrances. And that's something I really miss about the, the studio shows and live shows is I really miss the entrances, you know. I'm really hoping that uh, with this upcoming singles uh, tournament with William Bibiani, who is huge with with uh, all these types of things, with the, um, the the entrances and everything, I'm really, really hoping that he puts, puts on something, you know, for that. But uh, So that's one thing I do like about, about this version of Parker, is that uh, he does give a little bit of something leading into his match. So just like I said, I like the Barbarian does. All right, so we get into round number one. Parker was brought down a, a bit here. Uh, missed two questions. You know, this unbeatable messiah of the schmodown. Missed two questions in round one where Chance Ellison over here hitting a perfect round, getting his bonus. Now that, it's like, I know that during the post-interview, Parker said it didn't really phase him at all, but I don't know. You know, it, it makes me wonder if it rattled him a little bit. Because you could kind of see it bothered him. Now, yeah, it didn't affect his round two play. But I still think it I still think it, it affected him, even if it was a small amount. I still think it, it definitely affected him. Um, the one thing that I noticed, Chance, you got to work on your penmanship, man. <laughs> Dermstrong. I couldn't, I, I couldn't even read that freaking thing. So I understand why Parker was like, what, what is that? What is, yeah, yeah. dude, gotta work on it just a little bit. Uh, I, I understand somebody who does not have good handwriting, I get it, but you do gotta work on it. Uh, so round one ends 11 to 8. Chances up by three points here because of, uh, getting that bonus and with Parker losing those two questions, you know, that's, that's big. Three points. Three-point deficit coming out of round one. That's that's not good, especially in this league, or in this division, sorry. I know Christian will have a fit uh, when people call them separately leagues. It's a, it's a division. Uh, so we get into round two, Chance spins first, lands on the DCEU, thinks about it a little bit, and stays. And I think this was a definitely a good choice. Got all these questions right, only had to go to multiple choice once. Great round for him. Uh... Not allowing uh, Parker to get a chance to tie or take the lead here, you know, because with that three-point deficit, at this point, even if Parker were to get all ten points, he'd still have a two-point, you know, a two-point lead. So no matter what, getting what he got here prevented Parker from even getting a tie going into round three, and it clinched that uh, that lead. For for chance, which is which is really important in matches like this, you want to be in the lead. Now that doesn't always mean you're going to win, but you want to be in the lead. So when Parker goes up, he spins Wizarding World and stays on that. Which uh, you know, again, a good choice, getting nine out of ten, just like Chance did, missing or uh, going, only having to go to multiple choice uh, one time. That multiple choice question, though, I want to talk real quick about. Uh, it was the um, the one where they're asking for the title of the book. Uh, the title of the book was uh, Magical Water Plants of the Highland Locks. And I gotta say, I think that would be a... I really think that could have been a five-point question. Um, I get why it would be in a round two, because you have multiple choice. So it's like, 
I kind of, I, I kind of know what it is, but I'm not sure if I know the exact title. Because if it was, if there was no multiple choice, you would need the magical water plants of the Highland Locks. You would need that whole title. So having the cha- option for multiple choice, it makes sense that it would be in round two. But this is, I think, legitimately a five-point question. And I kind of would have loved to have seen it asked in a round three as a five-point question. I think that would have been pretty dope to see if someone could have pulled that out. Because that's, that's, a, that's a pretty gnarly one right there. Uh, and it's a good thing that Parker did not get farther behind here. Um, you know, he, burying himself even deeper it would, just, would just not have been good. Now, being still being three points behind going into round three, that's that's not where you want to be. But like I said, at least he didn't didn't bury himself any further behind. Um, unfortunately, he was not able to get that. Like I said, definitely feels like a five point question um, to make it only a two point deficit. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Unfortunately for him, so we get into round three. Parker hits his two. But stumbles on his three. It was that Back to the Future question. The pie pan. I'm not a big Back to the Future fan. Like I don't, I don't, I have, I don't even know the last time was I watched one, uh, and so I didn't, I didn't know this either. But when they said the answer, I was like, oh, that really makes a lot of sense, uh, especially if you think about the tone of, of those movies and everything. Um, but yeah, that that right there is the thing that that cooked them, really. Uh, not getting that three-point question is is what I think sank him, because uh, we don't know what would have happened after that. But he did get his five, so he did prevent the TKO. Now during this whole time, Chance is sitting there. You know, he's he's completely zen, doing doing his thing, and I, I thought that was awesome. I really I really loved that. Just seeing him, just meditate, like, essentially like meditating, zen, real chill, focusing. So that he could go into his questions completely prepared. Uh, I really like that. Uh, I hope that he... I don't I don't know if... I've never noticed whether or not he's done that before. But for some reason, I happen to notice it here. I don't... Like, again, I don't know if he's ever done it before. Uh, if you guys know, hop down right there uh, to my Twitter, at MovieBlogMerk. Feel free to uh, let me know if you've ever noticed uh, him doing that. And also, let me know uh, any thoughts on any of the stuff that I talk about here. Uh, so, Chance was able to hit both his two and his three, and because of that, he was able to pick up the win here, 25 to 24, giving Corruption three more points in the faction standings, propelling them up to fourth place. That's right, knocking the rock stars down a peg uh, and leaving the dungeon in their trail. Um, I like that. Chance didn't milk that final answer for that for that three pointer, which I mean we've seen him do, we've seen Mike do. That's a thing that they do, where they use their their JTEs just to milk it out. I get it, but I'm actually really glad that he didn't do that here. Uh, it just it to me it made it feel more satisfying because I always get annoyed when they do that, and so him not doing that and seeing that win and seeing this. Huge upset. It was more satisfying that way. Uh, and then Shannon's enthusiasm and passion afterwards. Just, man, off the charts. Fantastic stuff. It was a great, great match. Uh, again, head on over to Movie Blog Merc on Twitter and uh, let me know your thoughts. What did What did you think about this? Did you have Chance Winner or were you rooting for Parker? And uh, what were your thoughts uh, on the match overall? All right. So, now we're going to get into the second match. This match took place yesterday, uh, Sunday, the day after the Expo, and that is Eric Z-Man Zipper versus Mike the Killer Kalinowski. Another Dungeon versus Corruption um, head-to-head match here. This whole weekend was the Dungeon versus Corruption, seeing who can... Uh, be on top and make it into the final four. A lot of bad blood here between these two over the last couple of years. You know, uh, we saw Zipper lose. You know, him, him, and him and Winston lose to Chance and Mike, and then Zipper left World's Finest. You know, and then he was 
kind of courted by corruption, told he was going to take over, essentially. And that was all just a big ruse. Mike was effing with him. And uh, and, and that really kind of, that really kind of like ground Zipper's gears, you know? It really did. It kind of left him out in the cold. Uh, and that's when, that's when Kaiser found him, you know, and, and picked him up and, and, and started training him in, in the dungeon. And I think ever since uh, he left World's Fine, now, I love Winston, but even he has said he's not that great of a player. Um, he always brought a lot of great, uh, you know, enthusiasm and, and excitement and energy to it, but, you know, he wasn't the best player. And I feel like Zipper always had a lot of potential. You know, I always saw a lot of potential in him. And so him kind of branching out onto his own and then getting picked up by the dungeon, I think probably was the best move for him. Now, he didn't get to progress here in this, this tournament after this, but he he has definitely progressed as a player. And I think that we'll definitely see more from him in the future. Uh Again, even in this match, Shannon once again rivaling Kaiser on the mic. Good stuff. I, I love it. And heel Kalinowski is the best Kalinowski. Heelanowski, as I like to call him. Uh, love that guy. All right. Oops, sorry about that. We are going to get into round number one. Now, I noticed that uh, I've seen this happen with, with some other people throughout. Um, these virtual matches. Uh, we get players, a lot of times you see them use a whiteboard, you know, writing their answers out like you think they do in studio. But then you get some of them who use like a, a pad of paper, a notebook, or flashcards in the case of Eric Zipper. And I don't understand it, personally. Um, I think it's harder to see, one, because you're usually using a pen, which is a thinner line, and it's harder to see on the camera. You gotta get it like right up there. Uh, also, it's a waste. Like, you're writing one answer, tossing a piece of, tossing this paper. It's like, just get a whiteboard and just use that, because it's reusable. You know, I, I don't know why. It, it, it's always kind of bugged me when people use paper, that you're just wasting paper. One answer, like, a, a whole notebook. One answer on each page of a notebook. Come on, guys. Don't, don't do it. Just get, just get a cheap whiteboard you could probably get pick one up for like six bucks like seriously and they usually come with a marker just pick up one there you go you're off to the races all right so this was this first round was solid for both these guys you know uh, a couple of misses here and there but you know mike getting one miss zipper getting two nine to eight coming out of it um i i was i gotta say i i was a little surprised that uh Mike missed that question, so it is what it is. I was expecting a perfect round from Mike, just like we got from Chance. Didn't happen, but he did retain the lead here. So we get into round number two, and Mike spun first and landed on Star Wars and respun. And I gotta say, uh, I like it when they respin on Star Wars because Star Wars to me seems always like a like a, a too big of a risk. You know, with there being a Star Wars division, those questions are so deep that we've seen people keep Star Wars and not do well. I think, I think that's, I think that's what Ben Goddard stuck with, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, correct me in the comments if I if I'm mistaken. Um, and he did not do well. And so, I, I I always say that if if I were ever to be in the Schmodown, which I guarantee I would never be in the Schmodown, but if I were ever to be in the Schmodown, I would spin away from Star Wars if if given that opportunity. So I'm glad that he did, and, and good for him, he landed on DC. This is Mike's bread and butter, you know? Host of DC Movie News. You know, this, I've been watching him on DC Movie News since before I was doing, like, watching the Schmodown and stuff. Uh, you know, I was... DC Movie News is what prompted me to start DC Comics News' podcast network. Uh, I run DCComicsNews.com as well. And DC Movie News is what prompted me to start doing podcasts over there on on that other uh, site. 
And so, uh, like I said, I've always been a big fan of Mike. And uh, the fact that uh, he was able to get DC here, that's a big get for him. And as we saw, 10 out of 10. Fucking yeah, man. That was a run right there. Uh, and I could, the hearing Shannon scream from the other room was hilarious. I love that part. Um, but yeah, 10 out of 10 here, man. Now, if he had missed any of these... I don't know, man. I think that would have that would have uh, kind of taken a little bit of his street cred away, right? <laughs> uh, so then we get Eric goes up, he spins Middle Earth, and he keeps it. Now, I don't know if this is something that he thinks that he is really, really good at. He didn't do terrible in in this category at all. I mean, he got seven out of ten. Um, that's that's pretty decent, actually. Uh, how, but when you're already behind. And your opponent got 10 out of 10. That's not where you want to be. Um, I, I don't know if he was just too worried about getting something that he didn't want. Uh, I know he's really good at Marvel. But I don't know. Uh, he uh, it, it seemed like Mike was also getting under his skin here. So I don't know if that kind of caused a little bit of stuff. You know, Mike's really good at that. He's, he's good at kind of just talking and, and kind of getting under people. And he definitely did that here with Zipper. Uh, again, he missed three, you get, he missed three points total out of here. Uh, got, I had to go to multiple choice twice and missed, uh, one question, but Mike did not get the steal. So, you know, he didn't, he didn't bury himself even further, uh, with that, but he is behind at this point by four points, 19 to 15. Mike goes into round three up by four. So we get into round three and, uh, Eric gets his two and his three. Prevents that TKO. Now, that's huge. We don't see a ton of TKOs in these in these tournaments. But, you know, being able to do that, at least, even though he loses, he prevented corruption from getting that extra point and from being even closer to the top of, of the board. Uh, Mike gets his two and forces Eric to answer his five, which, unfortunately for him, he misses. Uh, giving Mike the win 21 to 20. And uh, Corruption gets another another three points. Pushing them into third place. That's right. Uh, the Den is now knocked down. Uh, and Corruption going from, I think they were at like, I think at like one point they were like seventh or eighth place. And now they're third. Like that's huge. You know, they talked a lot about how just because early on they weren't doing great didn't mean anything you know they were able to pull themselves up and 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 get higher up and and they may there's a good chance that they get into second place by the end of this uh this tournament you know there there really is and i'll I'll go into that in in a moment so mike talked a a bit about going to uh anchor bay in buffalo uh which i thought was interesting he said uh, you know he wanted to he said kaiser me and you should go out to uh to the anchor bay in buffalo new york Get some wings. Uh, and that, that perked my ears because I am from that area. Uh, I grew up in a place called Dunkirk. It's about maybe 45 minutes or so, 40, 45 minutes uh, southwest of Buffalo. Uh, and I worked in Buffalo, worked in Orchard Park for a long time. And uh, him talking about that, really, I was like, yeah, because I know that Kaiser is from uh, Rochester, I believe. And, uh, so it, it was really cool just to hear that. I was like, oh shit, they're talking about something, uh, in my area. That, that's fucking cool. And, uh, dude, I, it made me really want a live show out there. Like, I know they do live shows in New York City, but getting a live show in the, like, the Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse kind of area would be fucking amazing. Cause I could way more easily make it to, to one of those, uh, you know, obviously when that eventually happens again. Um, but I, I think that'd be really cool. Uh, so corruption is now half of the final four. <laughs> Both of them are in the final four, uh, and a corruption versus corruption match for the finals is, is definitely a possibility now. And I think would be awesome. Uh, and I think will be the thing to happen. Uh, zipper is roaring and ready to go in a singles action. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think he's still got he's still got some juice in him. We'll 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 see what happens. So, uh, like I said, they are 
Chance and Mike are now uh, both in the Final Four, along with the Barbarian and Alex Damon. Uh, Mike Kalinowski will face off against Alex, and Chance Ellison will face off against the Barbarian. Uh, that Both of those matches will happen next week, or I should say this week. So I will talk about them on next on the next episode. So as you can see here, uh, Monday and Tuesday, the Patreon uh, releases for the Barbarian versus Ellison match. Uh, then on Thursday, we get the YouTube uh, drop for Barbarian versus Ellison, and on Friday, the uh, YouTube drop for Kalinowski versus Damon. So it's going to be good. You know, you gotta you gotta make sure you're you're watching stuff, man. You don't want to miss anything. Uh, I, I, I'm a little sad that we're back down to two matches, but I get it, I, and I'm kind of hoping that we go. I know that they talked about with the um, with the singles uh, tournament doing four. That's going to be crazy, but uh, I'll be watching them no matter what. Uh, so the next thing I want to bring up is this, the faction standings, okay? So we talked a lot about, uh, about this. Um, usual suspects... Uh, Quirky Merc and the Burning Droogs haven't moved because they've been out for a bit. So uh, that's, you know, nine. Those are the last three places, nine, eight, and seven. Dungeon staying where they were in sixth place with their 11 points. Unfortunately, like I said, three wins, eight losses. That's that's not that's not great. Um, now hopefully they can, they can do a bit better in the singles uh, uh, tournament for themselves, but we'll see. Uh, Rockstars got pushed down to number five. The, the Den got pushed down to number four, and that's all because of Corruption, who is now in number three with a total of 17 points. And if both Parker, or not Parker, sorry, if both Ellison and Kalinowski can win their matches, which I, I totally believe that they, that they will, that will be an extra six points, which will put them at 23 points putting them in second place. And that doesn't include the finals, which if it's the two of them, it doesn't matter who wins because they'll still get the three points. And that will push them up to 26, inching just so close to the Finstock Exchange, uh, making it essentially one match away from from the Finstock Exchange. Uh, However, you know, there will be other matches coming up, so... That you know may not stick around for much longer. All right, so that is the the two matches for this week. Uh, before I go, I wanted to dive into the singles bracket a little bit. So uh, before I bring up the bracket, I'm going to bring up the tournament selections real quick. I talked a little bit about them last week. As we see, Finstock Exchange uh, put in Mark Riley and the Barbarian. With uh, Dan Merle, John Roca, and Sabrina Ramirez as uh, all possibilities. Two of the three of them will be in, all depending on who is the champion uh, before this takes place. Uh, So then we have The Den with Paul Preston, James White, Rachel Silvestrini, and Tom. Swag with Lon Harris, Frank Moran, Paul Oyama, Liz Shannon Miller. Corruption with Chance Ellison, Marisol McKee, Adam Collins, and Mike Kalinowski. The Quirky Mercs with William Bibiani, Brendan Meyer, Perry Nemiroff, and Tim Franco. The Burning Droogs with Alonzo Duralde, Bonnie Somerville, Jader Paramo, and Whitney Seibold. Uh, I will say something here uh, real quick. It makes me wonder uh, whose choice it was to not put... Um, uh, Brandon Hanna and did Brandon Hanna not want to be in the singles tournament did you know did Ken just say nope <laughs> because I'll be totally honest putting like I like Bonnie but putting Bonnie in for a tournament uh, I mean she had one match that she lost I don't think I would have put her in a tournament um, unless I just <laughs> I just don't think I would have even if it was like for cannon fodder I don't think I would put her in this tournament. Um, I think there are other people that could have gone in. Uh, Brandon Hanna is one of them. If if it was something he had wanted to do, but I don't know. I mean, we don't see Brett Sheridan in in the tournament. 
and he's the one who beat Bonnie. So I I don't know. I I think it was a, a misguided decision, personally. But uh, we'll see how she fares. Maybe she'll surprise us. Who knows? All right. So then we got the dungeon with Vinnie Mancuso, Video Drew, Eric Zipper, and Andres Galagos. So uh, Zipper does get his chance here. He'll be uh, in the singles division here, and uh, we'll see what he can do. Then we got the rock stars with Mark Andreco, Jeff Snyder, David Del Rio, and Jim Vavita. And the usual suspects with Sabrina Graves, uh, Matt Achity, Robert Montano, and then uh, it'll either be Ethan Irwin or Jen Kemp, depending on whether or not Ethan is the champ. All right, so now we're going to get down to the bracket. And here it is. All right, so we're going to start over on the left-hand side. We've got uh, two playing matches on the left-hand side. We've got Andres Gallego and versus Adam Collins and Frank Moran versus James White. Now, I don't really know anything about Andres Gallego or Adam Collins, so at this point, it's just a crapshoot for me. Um, I, really, I really don't know. Uh, I think when I did my pick, I think I picked Adam Collins just to pick somebody because I just I, I don't know anything about either of them, and also because uh, who they would be facing will be either Merle or Roca. And no offense to them, they're they're not walking out uh, of that round one match. Sorry, uh, Andres and Adam. Sorry, but you're not you're not walking away from uh, Roca or or, uh, or Merle. Either one doesn't matter. Uh, so it, to me, it didn't really matter. Uh, but then we got Frank Moran and James White, and I, I definitely want James White here. I definitely think he's gonna he's gonna do it. Um, I, I I I know him a little bit, not not like I've never I've never met him, but like we talk on on uh, like Twitter and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know, I I think he's the guy who I'm who I'm rooting for. However, just like with the other one, I don't think either of these guys would be getting past William Bibiani. You know, I think William Bibiani is the one moving on. To that, to to the round two. So then we also have uh, Lon Harris and Sabina Graves. I see Lon Harris taking this one. Uh, re- really, uh, like I like Sabina, but I really see it being Lon. You know, he's. I think he's hungry for it. To be honest with you. Then we got Brendan Meyer and Al- uh, Alonzo Duraldi. Now these are two great players. All right, two very very knowledgeable players. However, I do think the kid has a little bit of an edge, you know? I think he understands the game a little bit better, and I think that's what's going to win him the match here. Then we've got Mark Andreco versus Matt Atchity. Matt Atchity, uh I, I like him as a guy, but and I think he has, in general, a little bit gotten better, but I still think, I don't think he, he has a full grasp of the game itself, but Mark Andreco does. You know, like he he's a he's a power player in my in my book, so I I definitely think it's Mark Andrego moving on to round two. Uh, so then we got Chance Elson and David Del Rio. I think it's Chance. Like I like I like David. Yeah, he he's, he seems like a, a cool dude, but Chance here, David's not been around much, um, and, and and Chance. I mean, Chance just went through this inner geeks tournament. He he's got his reps in, I guess you could say. And I think that's definitely that's who I definitely think it's gonna be is uh, is Chance uh, Ellison taking this one. Then we got Liz Shannon Miller versus Rachel Silvestrini. Uh, my girl Rachel, the Switchblade. She's the one who I got going here for round two. Uh, she 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 wants it. You know she does. Uh, I think either way, it's gonna be a good match. I, I like Liz, but I think Rachel's the one who's gonna take it. Then we've got uh, the Barbarian versus Whitney Seibold. Now this one, they're both really knowledgeable. All right. However, I think that Whitney lacks some of the gameplay. Like I've talked with other players, um, it seems that the Barbarian has gotten a real grasp for it, as we've seen uh, in in the Inner Geekdom matches that we've seen him play. Um, so I have a feeling that it might, that I have, I really think it's going to be the Barbarian 
walking away with this one. And then, like I said, uh, it's, I think it's going to be William Bibiani moving on around two there. Uh, so then, so with that, that leaves us with either Roca or Merle versus Lon Harris. And honestly, I, I don't care if it's Roca, I don't care if it's Merle, I think it's going to be, I think that's who's taking it, one of those two. Uh, Story Lon, but that, that's who I, who I got my money on. Then we've got Brendan Meyer and Mark and Draco. Well, this one's tough because I like them both. They're both really good. They both can shoot themselves in the foot at times. Uh, I've seen that happen. And so I have a tough time with this one, but I think I am going to go with Mark and Draco. I just I don't know why. I just I think I I really think he wants to prove that he is a top tier player here. So I have a feeling we're gonna see Mark and Draco moving on to round three. Then we've got Chance Ellison versus Rachel Silvestrini. This is tough. I want it to be Rachel. She's my she's my fave. But I think that it's a, it's almost a toss up here. Now, yeah, Chance is definitely, I mean, Chance is a former tag team champion, you know? So he knows these types of questions, you know? He, it's, he's not just in our geekdom. And Rachel can have a great match. So it's really a toss up here. But I think I'm going to go, I, I'm going to go with, with Rachel. Um, I know that, that Chance is doing exceptionally well here, but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen twice. doesn't mean lightning's going to strike twice. Uh, so I think the switchblade is going to, uh, make short work of Chance Ellison in, in this move on to round three. So then we are left with the Barbarian versus William Bibiani. And I love you, Barbarian, but it's William Bibiani. And I love this dude. Last year, I had him taking both brackets. Didn't happen, but I had him taking both brackets. So he is definitely uh, moving into round three for me. So, okay, we're getting close. Now we've got either Dan Merle or John Roca. Versus Mark and Draco. Now, I love Draco, But I think it's going to be either Merle or Roca getting into the final four. And then when it comes to Rachel versus Bibiani. No matter how much I love Rachel Silvestrini. I cannot deny William Bibiani. That dude is literally a beast. I love it. And I got him going on. Now between either Roca or Merle. And William Bibiani, I don't know, man. If it's Merle, whoo, I think Bibiani's going to have a tough go. You know, if it if it's Merle, I think it's going to be Merle. Um, if it's Roca, I don't know. You know, I think they're a bit more evenly matched. I think Bibiani might be able to pull it out. So it all for for that, I think it, for me, it all depends on who winds up in that slot. So, now we're going to hop on over to the other side of the bracket. We've got Jen Kemp or Sabrina Ramirez. Now, if Ethan Irwin is the champion, then Jen Kemp will be in this match. If Ethan Irwin is not the champion, then he uh, then Sabrina will be in this match. Uh, honestly... Either way, I don't really know. Like, they're they're both they're both fresh, you know. They're both new. I've heard a lot of good things about Vinny Mancuso, though, you know. So I think it could be it could go either way. But just like on the left side, if it's Ethan or if it's Roca, I I, I really have a hard time thinking that either any of the three of them are gonna you know would be able to take out either you know Irwin or Roca. So. uh I think it's going to be Irwin and Oroka moving on to the next to the next round. There, we got Paul Preston and Eric Zipper. Now, no matter how much you know, I would want you know maybe want to see Zipper have a little bit of redemption. 
Paul Preston is my guy, and it's totally Paul Preston moving on to round two. Jader Paramo and Jim Vavita. Okay. Now, Jader's a rookie. Jim has been here for a bit. However, Jim, the problem here is that Jim, just like Alonzo, just like Matt Atchity, don't doesn't quite have the grasp of the actual game itself that I think is needed. But I don't know how Jader's going to play. So to me, it's a little bit of a toss-up. I probably have to, honestly, I probably have to give it to Jim just out of uh, experience, but who knows what'll happen. You know, we've seen a lot of great stuff from from the rookies uh, this season so far, so we may, uh, it may be a little bit of a surprise. Then we've got Tim Franco and Tom. Tom, uh, from if I'm not mistaken, has not missed around one question. I definitely think it's going to be Tom. Yes, I, I know Tim Franco is good. He's real good. But I think it's Tom's time. You know, he's been he's been wanting to get in the singles really and I think this is where he's going to he's going to shine. Then we got Mike Kalinowski and Perry Nemiroff. Now, I love Perry. Her and Cody put on an amazing uh Iron Man Jurassic Park Iron Man match uh, for an exhibition last year. It was fucking amazing. However, it's Mike Kalinowski, and I'm sorry, Perry, but I, I really don't see... If if Perry beats Mike, this will be the biggest upset. I, I don't care about uh, fucking Parker and, and Ellison. I don't care about uh, fucking any of the other big upsets. You know, the Andres one? No, no, no. If Perry beats Mike, I fully believe that will be... The biggest upset of this entire season. <laughs> uh, like, like I said, I love Perry, but I just don't think she's going to be able to pull it off against Mike. Then we got Mark Riley and Video Drew. Both solid competitors, uh, but I do think Mark has the edge. Former champion. Uh, I think he's he's got a bit of a fire lit under him. And so I have a feeling we're going to see Mark Riley move on to round two. Then we got Jeff Snyder and Robert Montano. Now, late to the party, I love them. However, they were never top tier, you know? They're fun. Uh, they, they're good players, but I don't think either of them were great players. Jeff Snyder, on the other hand, is a great player. Sometimes he gets in his own head, but I still think he's a great player, and I think he will be the one moving on to round two. Then we got uh, the, oh, I didn't talk about Bonnie Somerville and uh, Marisol McKee. I don't know Marisol McKee, but I know Bonnie Somerville, and I just don't think Bonnie's going to win. It could happen. I just don't think it is. And again, I don't know Marisol, but I know Paul Oyama, and he knows his shit. And I think no matter which of the two of them wins that 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 uh, play-in match, I don't think uh, I don't think they're beating Paul. So. Essentially, all of the play-in matches, I'm saying none of those people are making it into round two. It is what it is, you know, and that's how brackets work. You know, you get the high, low seed and the high seed, and, and that's just how it is. But, yeah, I, I think it's going to be Paul Yama. So, then for round two, we're getting to round two. It's either going to be Ethan Oroka versus Paul Preston. Um, if it's Ethan, I think that he'll probably take the match. If it's Roca, and this is nothing against Roca, and it's like it happened in the in the previous one where it's like if it's Merle, Merle's gonna win, but if it's Roca, I don't know. It's more that sometimes Roca gets in his own head, you know, a lot more than than like a, the Dan does, you know. So I think, like, I love Paul. I think he's really really knowledgeable, and I think he could give uh, John a a run for his money, but. I think if I have to pick, I think I, I'm, I'm even if it's Roka, I think I'm going to have to go with it. So uh, I think moving on to round three, I'm going to have to put either Irwin or Roka for this one. I really do. Then we've got uh, Jim Vavita and Tom. 
Sorry, Jim, your run here is over. And it is going to be Tom moving on to round three. I think he's got this going in. Then we've got Mike Kalinowski and Mark Riley. Now, yes, Mark Riley, former champion. Two-time champion, if I'm not mistaken. But Mike is hungry. Mike, I don't know what type of studying Mark Riley does, but Mike hits the books hard, and I really think it's going to be Mike taking this into round three. Then we got Jeff Snyder and Paul Oyama. Sorry, Jeff, I think that uh, I think this is where your time ends. I think Paul Oyama is going to move forward. Um, I, I Like I said, you get in your head a lot, and, and you stumble yourself, and you get upset, and you throw in the towel occasionally. It does happen. I Again, I think it's going to be Paul because of that. So then we have uh, either Irwin or Roca versus Tom. And I think it's going to be, honestly, I think I think this is where Tom's run will end. I think it will be uh, either Irwin or Roca, whoever is in that match. Uh, moving on to the final four. Uh, and then we have Mike Kalinowski versus Paul Oyama. And I like Paul, but I think it's going to be Mike. Mike is going to go on to face off against either Irwin or... Or Roka. And this is a tough one. I'd like to say Mike. But ah, I honestly think whether it's Irwin or Roka, I think that's who it's going to be. And so you're going to see either, to in my opinion, it'll probably be either Merle or William Bibiani on one side. And either... Irwin or Roca on the other. So it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Um, of those four players, so if it's Merle, or, I mean, just in general, of those four players, I think Irwin and Merle probably have the best shot of winning the tournament, personally. But we might get a crazy upset and see somebody like a Tom or an Eric Zipper. Or, you know, a chance, or Rachel freaking Silvestrini take the entire tournament. You'd never know. Anything could happen uh, in, in these tournaments. It's insanity, and I freaking love it. And here's my beautiful face yet again. <laughs> uh, so, with all of that, I want to know who do you think is going to take the tournament? The tournament starts August 10th, so it's only, what? three weeks away so it's coming up um i don't know when the uh championship match is going to be because it's got to be before this tournament starts so that the the bracket is set i mean you'd think uh, unless they're gonna cut it real close um but yeah hop on to oh, where to go right there movie blog merc on twitter and let me know who do you think is gonna uh be victorious uh at the end of the ultimate schmodown singles tournament Alright, so, again, this coming week, so we've got uh, today, the for $10 patrons, the Barbarian versus Ellison dropped, and then tomorrow it'll be available for all patrons, and on Thursday it will drop on YouTube, and then on Friday we'll get Kalinowski versus Damon, and that will uh, wrap up round three of uh, this tournament, and all that we will have left will be uh, the finals, so... Uh, and then I wanted to put uh, this, since we've got some other stuff coming, we've got Roka versus Irwin on July 31st for a Schmodown Throwdown with the undercard of Final Exam versus Deep 13. Uh, and then the following Friday, we will have Smets versus Chandru Dhanpani with the undercard of the Pride versus Final Exam or Deep 13. Now that Smets Chandru match is for the championship. So make sure you don't miss that Schmodown throwdown. Uh, so we like I said, you know, we've got the, the, the finals coming up for the um the interdictum. So I'm assuming that the week of the Irwin Roka match that uh, the one that's probably going to drop on Patreon will probably be the final. So on Monday, Tuesday, and then on Thursday will probably be uh, what I'm predicting will be Mike Kalinowski versus Chance Ellison. We'll see what what shakes out. Um, let me know what you guys think that's going to be. 
Uh, and then we have that one. So it makes me wonder, are we going to get the championship? Like, it, it depending on who wins between Roka and Irwin, are we going to get the championship match against Dan as the Patreon match the next week? You know, since it's going to be um, a, a, a throwdown on that Friday, and then the following Monday is when the tournament starts, you know? So it's got to be it's got to be close so i i don't know if that's been announced let me know again at movie blog merc on twitter let me know if if that's been announced at all i I have no idea Uh, i haven't seen anything uh for that uh also don't forget at the end of august chris jericho versus kevin smith with the undercard of Guy versus Bateman 2. That is on August 27th. Another Schmodown throwdown. That is three Schmodown throwdowns. Uh, that's in the span of a month. That's going to be awesome stuff, man. So make sure. If you guys aren't patrons. Dude, 10 bucks a month. You're, you're 10 bucks. If you sign up for the for the uh, the Roka-Irwin match. That 10 bucks will get you three Schmodown throwdowns man plus early access to all the other matches that they put up on uh on the the patreon account and then also if you're looking for a little something extra in your schmodown viewing don't forget about the exhibition matches the monthly exhibition matches the movie trivia schmodown horror match dropped Uh, i believe it's on i i'm not sure if it's open to all patrons yet i think it's at least open to the five dollar and up uh patrons uh, you'd have to double check that, um, but it has Mark Andreco, William Bibiani, Mark Riley, and Dead Me, Chelsea Rebecca, and James Janice. I'm not sure how you pronounce that, Janice, Janice. I don't know, uh, but uh, yeah, check that out. Good stuff there. I always love the horror matches, uh, though I am shocked that they didn't save it for October. No, nah, I mean, they, I feel like they could have put a different one in there, but whatever, doesn't matter. You're still getting it, and it's still going to be awesome. You know, like, I love, I love all those. But, uh, so yeah, that, that about wraps everything up for me. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter uh, at my personal page at JP Rayner. That's J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R. And, of course, on Twitter at, where is it? Movie Blog Merc. That's right. Uh, on Twitter at, and Instagram. I don't really do much on Instagram. But if you want to follow me, please, please feel free. Uh, but definitely on Twitter. I'm on there all the time, daily. I'm checking stuff out all the time. Uh, also, I uh, have a Facebook and YouTube if you're watching this uh, live on uh, either of those because I'm streaming it to both uh, at uh, Merck with a Movie Blog. And you can check out my website, uh, MerkWithMovieBlog.com. I just recently put up a new review for a Netflix film called Only. It's a pandemic film uh, with uh, Leslie Odom Jr. and uh, Frida Pinto. So go check out that review. And uh, we also have uh, a, a podcast network over on Anchor, anchor.fm slash uh, movie blog Merck have tons of shows there. Obviously, Talking Schmodown is there. We also have uh, SEN Afterlife. We have uh, one called Beyond the Screen. We have a video game one called Game Over Screen, which is really cool. Uh, we have a Harry Potter one, which is called uh, Through the Port Key. Uh, we have um, uh, Go Get That Rose, which is a Bachelor Nation podcast. So if you're into, into The Bachelor and Bachelorette and all that stuff, check that out. When it comes back, they'll be r- ramping back up. Uh, for when that happens, uh, I have all kinds of stuff. I know when uh, the Mandalorian comes back, uh, we'll be returning to the. Uh, we have a Mandalorian review show, and we'll be adding some new stuff here as well. We have a new one coming up called "It Takes Two. If you're familiar with uh, William Bibiani and Whitney Seibold's uh, "Canceled Too Soon," uh, this one is similar to that, but instead of uh, shows that lasted uh, one season or less, this is two season shows. So it's nothing that they talk about. Uh, it's all shows that are two-season shows, and we, we tried to decide, was two seasons enough? Was it not? Was it, was it too much? Was it not enough? Was it the perfect amount of seasons? So definitely be, keep an eye out for that. That one will be coming out uh, soon. Uh, first episode will be uh, the show Dead Like Me, if you've ever seen that one. It's a great show. All right, again, check me out on Twitter, at MovieBlogMerk right there. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I've seen a few people have been... Uh, watching pretty much this whole time. It's been fantastic. Thank you guys so much. Uh, And as always, we 
have been talking Schmodown. Catch you next time.